0: Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life.
1: Key things about vision builders—we're moving along pretty quickly. But I feel a sense that we need to open up the altar and get people prayed for. I did go line by line this morning. Uh, I, I need to spit some of this out, but to help you understand, someone was asking me a, a, um, a couple of weeks ago, a young person, about um, personal vision as opposed to corporate vision, and I'm going to speak about that a little later on. But everyone should have personal vision, and then there's corporate vision the corporate vision is the church and then your personal vision should be able to walk into this place one day and say, guess what, I don't really see this happening great, actually that's what we want to happen so tell us about your vision let's see that happen and uh, and, and let's bring it under the big vision and it's going to be good and so you got personal vision that which God speaks to you about so the vision is literally about that which God speaks to you about Amen. It's God's voice. Say God's voice. Praise God. And uh, what God says to you, you follow. You engage. You do. You're obedient, and great stuff breaks out. Let's let's uh, throw some scriptures up to help you understand that God does speak to you. And and by the way, God does speak today. God speaks today, not just through the Word of God. Some people would be, some people would, denominations maybe would say that God finished speaking when the canon of scripture was finished. No, God speaks now. You know, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that precedeth, present tense, precedeth today. Did God speak to you today? Anyone? god speak to you today he spoke to me i don't know come on and so look Isaiah thirty 30 21 let's make a point of this back it up pastor phil show me where it says this that god speaks Isaiah i 30 30, 30 20. yeah that's great whether you turn to the right or turn to the left your ears will hear a voice behind you saying this is the way walk into it good to listen to god Young people, just listen. Listen. All your friends are saying this and the TV's saying that. Listen to what God's saying. Psalm 119, 133 says direct my footsteps according to your word let no sin rule over me god speaking to you he wants to direct you 34 yet redeem me from the oppression of men that i may obey your precepts may i may i be untangled from the affairs of people that would hold me back that's what pastor phil was saying don't don't be concerned about what people say. Oh, you go to church, you give your money to God, what's all that? Don't worry about that. Be a vision builder, amen? John fourteen twenty one. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself. Another version says, manifest myself to him. Can I say manifest or show himself to you is talking to you speaking to you i'm talking about god's voice god speaks today acts 2 chapter 2 verse 17 verse 18 this is what we did this morning in the last days god says i'll pour out my spirit on all people your sons and daughters will prophesy say prophesy your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. God's still speaking. He's speaking now, today. And He has spoke this morning to certain people. And He's going to speak again tonight. John 10, verse 3 and 4 says, The watchman opens the gate for Him, and the sheep listen to His voice. He calls His own sheep by name and leads them out. I love that. When He has brought out all His own, He goes on ahead of them, and His sheep follow Him because they know him his voice we follow the lord this vision is the lord's voice and it's what god said for us to do can i say it's not just some program we made up but it's what god said for us to do amen so that's excellent oh, look one of the key things about honoring god's voice is loving god being obedient to him and follow that's probably one of the prerequisites of hearing god if you're not hearing god you're not loving god enough if you're not hearing god you're not being obedient and until you turn, which is repentance, until you turn and listen and look to Mum and dad, but to Pastor Phil, but to King Jesus, you're not going to hear him, what he's saying. So you need to look at some of those levels of obedience and acknowledging and trusting God. Probably up the Andy a little bit. The old hymn says, he walks with me and he talks with me. Um, John 10 verse 3 and 4, we said that. Jesus said that his sheep hear his voice and know his voice and follow him. Sheep just have this amazing childlike trusting ability. They're just just so simple. Sheep, Bible rec, uh, likens us to sheep. And sheep are very trusting. Just got this, I don't know, I can't even imagine the expression of a sheep. But... It's looking at the shepherd. It's going, okay, the shepherd's going this way, we go that way. The shepherd says, come in, come in. The shepherd says, go through that gate, we go through that gate. Sheeps, sheep are very, very well led. And we're supposed to be like that. We're not supposed to be second guessing with misgivings and mistrust. Or, oh, I'm not sure about that, you know, you know, that vision. Where's it going? Tell me again. What are they doing? What, what, are, we, what are we here for? Just tell me again, you know, you know, sheep just go, we're gone. You know, we're not blind, blindly led, but there's a level of trust in following our shepherd, Jesus. Can you say amen to that? Some people are too calculating. And again, I said this morning that years ago, Phil and Julie had an extreme encounter with God, with our Creator, and uh, and we began to hear God daily. And God asked us to start this church, and He gave us vision. And our God, He is most exhilarating. He's most fascinating. He's most awesome. And, you know, He's not going to lead you down the dead end. He's going to lead you on the journey of a lifetime, man. Listen, don't worry about the church making you boring. You know, if you get in the fast lane of the church, you will, man, you won't. You'll, you'll have to buy a helmet, and, and man, you, you will be... Your scarf will be this way in the wind. Woo! Whoa! Oh, Amen. I thought, wow. I thought living in the world was fun, but this is awesome. Woo And looking at your loved one there, wow. You got know, the hoods down and we've been for the ride of our life since '93 we were just a nice little family I mean, Pastor Phil was just pushing he wasn't the a pastor there it was Mr. Mr. Bread Erner just pushing the pram and just the nice little kids Jilly, Jessica and Jamie three then and we were just going to church every Sunday and loving God and then all of a sudden we had an extreme encounter with God like Moses the burning bush bang and now we're downloading every day imagine God speaking to you every day who would like that? Well, who, who wants to just, for God to speak to you on Sunday? Look, God, I live a bit, very busy life. She oh, whiz, you know. Hey, hang on, look, I, I can't be caught up with you speaking to you every day, man. Look, I've got my friends to talk to, I've got the TV to look at, I've got a good book here to read, I've got things to do, man. Yeah, come on. But God speaks to us, and He's saying, This way, this is the vision I have for your life. So it's not our plan, it's his plan. Okay, Jeremiah 10.23. I know, O oh Lord, that a man's life is not his own. It is not for a man to direct his steps. Meaning, this is what I want to do. This is where I'm going. That's what I'm going to do. This is No, we're supposed to be in the groove of following a vision, a spiritual vision for your life. Okay, so obviously in order for us to know what His plans for our lives are, we must be able to hear His voice. We said that. The good news is that Proverbs 20, 24, a good man's steps are directed by the Lord. How then can anyone understand His way? We haven't got the faintest idea what we should be doing in life until we say, Jesus, yes, amen, You are God, all complete, all amazing, all big and great. Ah, show me what I'm supposed to do with my magnificent life. When you do that and become compelled by vision, you get up compelled to help people, compelled to give your money to God, compelled to know more about God, compelled. You don't get up thinking, Oh, what to do today? Oh, it's another day. Oh, we it Oh, catch that bus, get that train. Oh, what an exciting ride. I'm telling you what, when you get vision. Oh, not that school again, not that teacher again. Oh, please, help. I said this, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And I'll say this in John eight forty seven: He who, he, who of God hears God's words. I love that. I'll say that one again. He who is of God hears God's word. I don't believe you can I I don't believe you can properly live as a Christian without hearing God, to be honest. You cannot you cannot live this life without hearing God. And this one, John eighteen thirty seven, and everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And if we're honest with God, you'll make his voice clear to us. And I love these two promises. Isaiah 58 verse 11, the Lord will guide you continually. And Psalm 48 verse 14, He will be our, our guide even to death. Who wants God to lead you even unto death? You want God to do... Come on. Vision where there's no revelation, where there's no prophetic revelation, where there's no real revelation for your life. The Bible says... People cast off restraint, but blessed is the one who needs wisdom's instruction. Meaning that when you haven't got vision, spiritual vision, when you can't see what God wants you to do and called you to do, you seem to dwell carelessly. You spend your money on all sorts of crap. And, uh, sorry, and you, you 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 know what I mean. You, you spend your life, you spend your health on stuff. People do reckless sports and crash and burn, and they, they could have saved a whole town, maybe. Amen. I mean, I love extreme sports. You know, I've got a trials bike myself. But I'm, I'm just saying, there's some ridiculous stuff out there. And you can spend your life on God and have a vision for your life to be a blessing, not to crash and burn. Amen. Sorry, I don't know where that come from. Amos. Bryce, come back. No, I love Bryce. He knows that. Amos says the days are coming, declares the sovereign Lord. And I will send a famine through the land, not a famine of food or thirst for water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. People will stagger from sea to sea and wander from north to east, searching for the word of the Lord. But they will not find it. Need the word of the Lord. And I need to quote this to you. This is... um, Charles Swingle he says, Vision is essential to survival. It is spawned by faith, sustained by hope, sparked by imagination and strengthened by enthusiasm. It is greater than sight, deeper than a dream, broader than an idea. Vision encompasses vast vistas outside the realm of the predictable, the safe, the expected. No wonder we perish without it. No significant life can be lived for God, nor can any significant work be done for God, unless it is grounded firmly on the reality of spiritual vision you <laughs> God-given vision is what lifts Christians from the level of the ordinary enables them to achieve great things of God. You look at Moses, Abraham you look at Paul you look at these figures and they all had an extreme encounter with God like Phil and Julie, never the same again they were compelled to hear God, know God see God and follow the vision that they had for their life. That's what this revolutionary call is about, called vision builders. Are you really going to commit and engage in God and do what we Called to do, which is to push out past these four walls, these beautiful four walls, that would lend you to believe that this is so beautiful. Look at my lovely friends and Pastor Phil, I so love you and creatures and do this and snuggle up. But there's a dying world out there, my friends. There's a dying world that needs you with vision to live an extraordinary life, to pay a price in Christ, to engage the cause of Christ. Amen oh come on oh but I'm cheating. I'm sick oh I, run. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed you don't understand I do understand but get over it and get into it and live your best life come on church we are vision builders vision for a preferred future Is there a preferred future for the guy that we drove by in the streets of Sydney on Friday night, the guy with the cardboard and the long hair and the unkept look? And Julie says, that guy, he's still there. Yes, there is, if we become vision builders. I don't know what more I can say here. (laughs) Okay, so a healthy church, connected church, not a fragmented church, people coming in in their own agenda in their own life and living unto themselves but if they extend their hands and we grip each other and we hold each other and we become a mighty team we become a whole church where there's unity he commands a blessing where there's unity he commands a blessing in all areas of their life how can we do this this would be the best version of our church engage with God Expand the life of worship and personal devotion. Two, engage with God's people through small groups, connect groups, and other means. Three, engage your community, being involved in meeting social needs. And four, engage with the world, develop an awareness, and involved in global missions. Thank you, guys. Come on up, man. Someone, please help me.
2: and argue with it. Can I invite up Bree and Jono Addison right now? Uh, Addison, is that right? Yeah, These guys are phenomenal givers in our church, Bree and Jono, and they're looking for a house. I suggest that you go river because it's beautiful. But they, they give so much to our church, and they're such great people. Can you tell us what happened? Tell us your story. Yeah, okay. Well, um, I would say, well, I mean, from a testimony point of view, I, I, I'd say the biggest, um, the biggest thing you could say over the last, is probably that over the last year we've been able to um, double what we... Able to give, I think at that level, and it feels like it's uh, it feels like it's easier actually, which is um, I think the new part of it actually. But um, can I just say from a, from a from a giving point of view? I think um, because giving giving has to has has a personal revelation. I think everybody has have a personal revelation of giving, and from um, at least from my perspective, I think, uh, think we we'll probably share a bit of it, but. Um, The reason I give is because there's two reasons, two revelations that God has given me over the years. And the, the first being um, no matter what you invest in, you will invest in something, and whatever you invest in, you will reap something from it. And that was, that I think is a major one. And the, uh, and from there, I went to, you know, to God and said, Well, God, we if that's true, then what? Why? Why is, there so, why is there so much trouble about giving? Why do we need to give so much? Why is, why is giving such a big... Why is there so much emphasis on giving? And his what he told me was to ask that question is to get the answer that if you ask what's so important to the kingdom of heaven in giving, the answer would be, well, what is the kingdom of heaven without you? Because the, it's almost like the fabric of the kingdom of heaven is built on giving, and um, and I think and that's why I fully expect that for the rest of my life I will constantly be challenged by by a challenge to give and to give more of my life and, what, and everything I am because because God wants us to be re- ready for the kingdom of heaven and it's all about that that heart Isn't that revelation. So that's the heart. Um, yeah.
0: Him. Oh, I love it He's <laughs> got a cute butt too. Um <laughs> when <laughs> <listen us. laughs> um, no, when when we when we first came to this church, when we first started looking for a new church, um, one of the big things that, you know, we were we both came from decent sized churches that had fairly um, good principles in vision building and, and, and building a church and, and growing their churches, and then we moved to a slightly smaller church that was, um, you, could, you could just sense that it wasn't quite as far-reaching, and that's lovely and it's beautiful, but it was, um, you could feel the stagnation in the church, and one of the things, when we started to look for a new church on the coast, when we moved up here, um, somebody challenged us, and they said, well, what's the vision of the church? <laughs> what's the vision? What the so that was the—that was the principle on what we did when it came to searching for a church. Was we we went to churches and we decided to say, what is the, what is the vision of the church, and can we get behind that church and can we support that vision? It's fine and dandy to work into uh, to walk into a church and to find a place that's lovely and welcoming and worship team and that's fantastic and you know nice seats whatever it's it's not so much about what the church has got in its four walls that's important because it helps to make you feel connected but what's really important is what the big vision of the church is and we just really felt called um to come here and we got the vision was evident it was clear and we were able to feel like we could get behind that and support that so so then from that came, well if you're going to come and you're going to join the church because of the vision there's no there's no question the vision, the vision can't go on, and it can't expand, and it can't do what it's meant to do, which is to reach people beyond these four walls without money. It's, it's, and it's a touchy subject, and people get uncomfortable with it. But the reality is, everything costs money. Everything does. You cannot make, you cannot grow a church, you can't expand a church without giving to it. You just can't do it. And the ties are one thing, but man, going up above and beyond what. God calls you to do in tithes, it's it's just, and it feels good, it feels amazing, knowing that you're giving to something that is is going to grow the kingdom of God, like, it's just, it's incredible.
2: Awesome. You can take that.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.